In order for capitalism to work, you need four elements. There are four elements to capitalism for it to work. And what America's done is, America's taken one of these elements out and it's only left three of them. Here's what the three are. Capitalism allows you and I the freedom to buy whatever we wanna buy that's legal. So freedom to buy, freedom to sell whatever you want that's legal, and freedom to try. You wanna try real estate, it didn't work, great, I wanna go. You wanna try opening up a restaurant, great, didn't work. You wanna go try this food, you wanna go try this. You have the freedom to try whatever you wanna try that's legal, right? That's the freedom that you have. The last one is the most important one has been taken away, and I'll get to the last one here in a minute. Look, this last week, the last four days, I flew in 24 of our executives to Jekyll Island. The reason why I chose Jekyll Island is because uh, in, uh, I think, November 10th of, uh, uh, 1910, I think 110 years ago, uh, a, a group of leaders led by Senator, Senator Aldrich got together at Jekyll Island and they started the Federal Reserve. And we went in the room where Federal Reserve got started with these six different bankers and senators and power players that were there. And they made this idea, which eventually became the Federal Reserve 1913, and it turned into what it is today. They've printed trillions of dollars. Some say it's the most evil thing that's been built. Some said we needed that at a time like that because of what happened at war. Regardless of what it is, we went to Jekyll Island. And what Jekyll Island was known for is where Rockefellers had their own compound. William Rockefeller, we took our guys, we got a private tour of the Rockefeller compound. J.P. Morgan Chase, matter of fact, Alexander Graham Bell made the first phone call to anybody from Jekyll Island, just so you know. That's the idea of Jekyll Island. It's a very exclusive type of a club many years ago. So we had this meeting. While we're at the meeting, I unpacked because we were writing the constitution of our company, the declaration of our um, values and principles. And we started at seven o'clock. One night we went till 3.30 in the morning, great experience. One of the moments we talked about capitalism. And when I explained capitalism, I said one thing about great leaders and great parents is when you see as a parent, I have an eight-year-old son, a seven-year-old son today, and a four-year-old daughter today, right? It's very hard to see your kids. You can do everything for your kids, and when you wanna do everything for your kids, it's very hard to not do it because you have the resources to do it, right? So where am I going with this? Many times, uh, I was 22 years old, I was in debt $49,000, I went to my dad and I said, Dad, I need you to pay off my debt. I'm in debt, it's really bad, I'm in a bad situation. My credit score is 484, 495, 499. And my dad said, son, I'm gonna do one of the best things that I'm gonna do for you today that you'll thank me decades from. And I said, what's that? He says, I'm not gonna pay off your debt. I said, what do you mean? He says, I'm not gonna pay off your debt. I said, what are you talking about? That's the best thing you're gonna do for me? What kind of a father are you? All my friends that I told this story to, they're like, oh, dude, my dad helped me out. Oh, my mom helped me out. Oh, they bailed me out. All, this. all my friends got bailed out, except one kid doesn't get bailed out, and it's me. My dad decides to not bail me out. Like, how do you not pay, pay off my debt? You're my daddy. You're supposed to do this. He says, I'm not supposed to do this. You're a grown man now. You got to be able to figure this thing out. I says, and by the way, here's the thing. I said, what's that? My friend at the time introduced me to a bankruptcy attorney. He says, Pat, here. Go file bankruptcy. And you know what he said? Here's what he said. He said, how much more credit cards you got left? I said, I got about $7,000. He said, don't file BK unless you spend all the other $7,000. Some of you guys may have this story. Go spend it, then file the BK, because at that point, don't worry about it. The laws allows us to, but go spend all the $7,000. So one of my friends told me. You know what my dad told me? He said, if you file BK for the rest of your life, you're going to take the easy way out. It'll be one of the worst things you'll ever do if you do it. And I'm telling you, I'm not paying you off, but I think you can figure out a way to pay this money back. For two weeks, I didn't talk to my dad. 
You don't want to end up happening. I kept every single statement. If you've ever seen a movie, the video, Life of an Entrepreneur in 90 Seconds, if you ever watch that video, go back and watch it. It's 90 seconds. If you see the credit report, pause and look at it. That's my credit score. That's actually my credit report. I ran in 2004. I think it's November date when I ran it. It shows my credit score, 484, 495, 499. I was broke. My dad didn't pay me off. I kept every single statement. You know how crazy my credit report score was? I forgot to return Time Warner's little, uh, 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 you know, uh, I don't know what road runner thing they had back in the days, the cable box. I don't return it. I owe Time Warner $720. I'm like, they take this damn road runner back. I had $720 I had to pay them. I had $49,000. My dad didn't bail me out. You know what happened the next couple of years? I paid every single thing that I had. I paid it off. What it did to me was the following. Remember the freedom to buy, freedom to sell, freedom to try? You know what the last one is that my dad allowed to happen, which is why he raised this leader that he raised, because without him, I'm a different boy. There is no Patrick Bay David, what my dad did to me that day. You know what it was? It's the freedom to fail. It's the hardest one. My dad says, I'm comfortable with you failing even though deep down inside he was in pain wanting to bail out his only son. What father doesn't want to bail out the son? He said, I'm not going to bail you out. And that exact, exact thing that happened to me made me realize for the rest of my life, I can stand on my own two feet. So what's going on with America today? What does this have to do with Jekyll Island? In Jekyll Island, I was talking to my leaders. I said, the moment a leader realizes you do your part, you lead your guys, you work for your guys, you go out, you create a great opportunity, you create an environment where people are excited to have a leader like you. But the moment you're afraid of your sales guys being rejected and you feel guilty about the price they have to pay, you are no longer a leader because you can't sit there and feel guilty, try to take that freedom to fail away from them. You know what America's doing right now today? I'll tell you what America's doing right now. America is afraid of Americans failing. America is afraid of people failing. I'm not talking COVID-19, by the way. I'm not talking COVID-19 because this is a different time. America chose to change the guidelines about the fact that you can't open up the restaurant. If you're shutting down my restaurant and I want to work, that's on you, government, not on me. I didn't want to close down my restaurant. You did. So you do have to do something about those times. I'm talking said COVID aside because this is an anomaly. But the whole too big to fail, 2008, that's the government's mistake. They kept the rates low, Nina, Nina, no income, no assets, no income, no assets. And then a Wamu gets greedy. You got to let them fail. You know who bought them? Chase bought them for $1.9 billion, but didn't do with other companies. Today in America, we have so many people that are becoming entitled. We have so many people that have this victim mentality. We have so many people that want to say it's the government's fault. We have so many people that want the government to bail them out. We have so many people that want everybody to do everything for them. Why? Because when it comes down to capitalism, we don't have capitalism today in America. And not because, oh, we're a socialistic society. We don't have capitalism today because we're not allowing people to fail. We are afraid of people failing. By the way, this applies in the way you run a country. This applies in the way you raise a family. This applies in the way you run a company. You got to allow people to fail. Everybody has to have the ability to fail. Because when you fail, you, when you fail, Painful, embarrassing, publicly humiliating sometimes. When you fail, that is a moment where everybody in the world is kind of watching to see what you really are made up of. Because that's what we cannot measure. We can measure a lot of different things. Your body fat, your height, your weight, your shoe size, your hat size, 
Everything we can measure, we can measure your fight deep down inside. And capitalism forces the world to find out if you got the ability to recover and recoup and come back and redeem yourself after you failed because we allowed you to fail. So there is a certain opportunity in failing. So going back to you, how are you when you fail? Did your family let you fail? Were you bailed out all the time? Does your company let you fail? Or are you always like, oh my gosh, you know what? Don't worry about it, honey. You're tired. Go home early because you got to get some rest, sweetheart. Oh my, they said no to you. Shame on these customers. They don't even know who they have on working with somebody like you or the country. Oh, poor you. I understand you. You are really going through tough times. People don't understand. Here you go. Let me give you some unemployment check for a long time, two years. It's going to be all right. We got your back. That's not having my back. That's taking away my ability to find out what my dogfight, what my dogfight looks like. The moment you find out your dogfight, you have no idea what great things can happen in your life. So having said that, the next time somebody tries to bail you out, take that as a form of somebody feeling guilty for you losing. And if you can even stand up to your own self and say, you know what, I don't need that handout. I don't need to bail out. If you can do that, you're at the ultimate level if you don't take the bail out because you're in a league of your own because very few people can do that in that moment. Look, I would have taken my dad bailing me. I'm telling you right now, I'm not sitting here telling you I'm walk on water. My dad didn't let me be bailed out. And look what happened to leadership. So this applies to business, society, and the company, family, the way you raise people, the way you raise leaders around you. You can look at this message and ask yourself what kind of a leader you want to build and what kind of a leader you want to be. With that being said, if you're watching and say, Pat, I, wa I want to get tougher. I, I want to be able to become a stronger leader myself and develop stronger leaders. If that's the case, watch this video I did a year ago titled 10 Ways to Develop Stronger Leaders. If you've not watched it, click on this video here to get the message out of that video. And with that being said, have a great week being okay with having the freedom to buy, freedom to sell, freedom to try, and most importantly, the freedom to fail.